1: Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. We're going to talk today about health habits that can backfire. Because here's the thing. Patients come to me all the time. And they'll tell me, and I do nutrition consults almost every day. And they say, Dr. Joe, I eat a really good diet. And I'm not even sure I need to talk to you about my diet because I eat so well. And I'll sit down with them and I'll I'll, I'll play their game and I'll say okay let's talk about what you're eating and so they start talking about what they're eating and a lot of this show today is going to come from the Chronicles of Dr. Joe there you go it's a new, new 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 segment in the show we can call it the Chronicles of Dr. Joe all the things that people are telling me that they're eating that they that they think are healthy but they're not and many times I'll talk to a patient and they'll get a little argumentative with me well I heard and I said, "Okay, where'd you hear that from?" And uh, when I do a Sunday night show. I do a live show on WSB Radio in Atlanta, and not often—maybe once every two or three years—somebody gets a little argumentative, and I always say, "Tell me your background. What's your educational background? Where did you get this information from?" And no one ever really has an answer because they usually just, you know, uh, keyboard keyboard courage, you know, uh, computer bullies, and then immediately they just shut down. So. What I teach you in every show and everything I've ever taught you for all the years we've been together is I I base it on scientific fact. This is what the science says. Now, sometimes if it's an opinion, I'll say, now my opinion is, and I'll let you know that, but healthy habits, that can backfire. Now there's a lot of options out there when you're trying to eat right, but not all choices are correct. Some may sound healthy, but they have actually the opposite effect. So let's start with one of my favorites, diet soda. Of the seven deadly sins that I teach you, and if you're new to the show, it's kind of a standard we use, seven deadly sins are alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener. And I know if you're new to the show, you're thinking, but Dr. Joe, that's my whole diet. I know, it shouldn't be. So of the seven deadly sins, alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener, guess which one is the worst? When people say, what do I start with? What's the number one step I have to take? And the number one thing I want you to stop is artificial sweeteners. So diet sodas usually use aspartame uh, or sucralose, and they may use saccharin too. Uh, But aspartame is a chemical, uh, and it's made up of three components, aspartic acid, phenylalanine, and methyl esters. Again, don't worry about the names. Aspartic acid is necessary for proper brain function. Too much aspartic acid causes the nerves to fire faster than they're supposed to and can literally burn out your brain cells. So many people, when they take aspartic acid into their body, excessive amounts of aspartic acid isolate. When it's in with other amino acids, it plays nice. It doesn't play nice by itself. They'll come to me with headaches. They'll come to me with dizziness. They'll come to me with anxiety. They'll come to me with uh, fearfulness. Uh, number one side effect is headaches from artificial sweeteners. And many times, uh, my team can give you the best chiropractic adjustments in the world. And I believe, in my opinion, we do. And people still have headaches. And then on a the second visit, we go ahead and we do a nutrition evaluation. And many times I'll say, well, this is, here's your problem. It's not just physical. In your case, it's also chemical. So aspartic acid. Phenylalanine uh, is processed in your kidneys. If you have a condition called phenylketonuria, you can't break down phenylalanine and you can actually die from it. And then uh, methyl esters. Methyl esters uh, is methanol. Methanol is wood alcohol. Now, if I were going to give you a bottle of wood alcohol or a glass of wood alcohol, let's assume I want to get mad at Garrett, my producer, and I want to get rid of Garrett. I'm going to say, here, Garrett, drink this glass of methanol. It's wood alcohol. If I did that, that's attempted murder. And yet in small amounts, we can put an artificial sweetener. I don't want you to put any amount of uh, methanol in your body. Methanol breaks down to formaldehyde. Formaldehyde is a class A carcinogenic, top of the line, worst it can be but it's small amounts. So it's grass, generally considered safe, okay? Generally regarded as safe, G-R-A-S. That's how we list it in the food world. Generally regarded as safe, in small amounts. But many people don't just take a sip of diet soda. They drink a lot, okay? So I don't want you doing that. Uh, Sucralose is another sweetener. Sucralose uh, affects your hormones. It acts as an endocrine disruptor and it can act like estrogen. So I don't want you doing that one either. So if you have to do a sweetener, You can get soda sweetened with stevia. Erythritol uh, is one of them that you can use, monk fruit. Now, if you do too much erythritol, you might get gas and diarrhea. Don't do it. Stevia in large quantities can be a problem um, because it can affect the bacteria in your colon. But if you just use it periodically, it's no big deal. But you can get, I'd rather see you do a diet soda sweetened with stevia or erythritol or monk fruit than I would with artificial sweetener. So diet sodas, uh, studies show that people who drink diet soda tend to eat more especially more high calorie foods. They also have higher, calorie body, uh, higher body mass index, BMIs. And so, of course, your healthiest choice is going to be water. Now, you can put berries in your water. You can put cucumbers in your water. You can put lemon in your water. That would be a much better choice. But don't think drinking diet soda is good. Most studies show you actually gain weight if you're doing diet sodas. Trying to catch up on sleep. Well, I'm going to party all this week or I'm going to work all this week. I'll catch up on the weekends. Doesn't work. It messes with your body clock called the circadian rhythm. And you also might f- have trouble focusing or reacting. And that's when it becomes dangerous. You're tired, I don't care. You're tired and driving a car on the same road I am, not care. So trying to catch up on sleep doesn't work. And it's a big issue because people, especially in radio, uh, somebody's got to work the overnight shift. Uh, television, news, somebody's got to work the overnight shift. And so many times you try to do that during the week. And then on the weekends, you try to catch up on your sleep. And then you're thinking, well, gosh, it's Saturday night. I want to go out. I want to go on a date. I want to be with my family. And you say, well, I'm going to try to sleep during the day and go out Saturday night when normally I'd be working Saturday night and, and, and uh, it rest just messes up your sleep. So it's a tough call because some people have to work the night shift. Well, You wake up at 2 in the morning if you're on early news, for example. Uh, you wake up at 2 in the morning and a lot of my friends at the radio station, uh, Scott Slade, for example, um, they're getting up at 2 in the morning. And that's a big challenge because what happens on the weekends when you want to sleep till eight or nine? And it it, it messes you up. So catching up on sleep, not a good idea. I don't have a good answer for that. The only answer I can give you is when you do sleep, make sure it's totally dark. Blackout shades. If you can't get blackout shades, get a mask. They cost about $3 at the drugstore because I don't want light coming in your eyes because the light can stimulate what's called the pineal gland and it, it, it throws off your circadian rhythm. So... Uh, another myth, and I love this one because I get this one almost every time I do a live lecture. But Dr. Joe, I know you heard, talked about the seven deadly sins, alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener. But Dr. Joe, red wine is good for your heart. You've heard that? Okay. It has antioxidants in it, and it has something to call resveratrol. However, there's a problem. If you drink wine that's made with non-organic grapes, it has very little, perhaps no, resveratrol. Resveratrol is a nutrient, and it's been shown to actually help reverse the aging process. So what happens is in your genes, not, the, not your blue genes, in the genes in your body, there's a little tail on your genes, and that's called a telomere. And when you're young, the telomere is very long and active. And as you get older, the telomere starts to become inactive and shrink. That's your biological aging. And when the telomere gets to a certain point, you die. The, the, the cell can't survive anymore. So resveratrol has been shown to slow down that degeneration of the, of the telomere and actually reverse it a little bit. So resveratrol, great, but you'd have to drink, it's been, I've, I've heard anywhere from two bottles to a case of wine a day to get enough resveratrol to actually have a medicinal effect. Now we put resveratrol in our essential source for that exact reason. We put it in a concentrated form it's one of the many many nutrients in dr joe's essential source which by the way if you if you're not taking it you should be uh super is an essential source at a minimum supplements i believe everybody should be taking and resveratrol is part of that i've never even talked about this on the radio because when i formulated i put so many different things in there but the resveratrol can help slow down the aging process if you don't have organic grapes the grapes have been sprayed with a pest a fungicide now the reason the grapes form resveratrol is because they're being attacked by fungus. And so it forms resveratrol to fight off the fungus. And so grapes that are organic are high in resveratrol. If the grape doesn't have to fight off the fungus, because it's being sprayed with a fungicide, it doesn't produce the resveratrol. So if you're going to drink red wine, it has to be organic and it has to be a lot of it. Now, don't drink it because that's one of my seven deadly sins. So if you wanna get resveratrol, you wanna get the antioxidants and the polyphenols and those other nutrients that are found in red wine, You can try something very novel and unique. Very few people have ever done this. You could eat a grape because that's where the benefits are coming from. It's not the wine that's good for you. It's the grape that's good for you, and especially red because red has more nutrients. And traditionally, if a food has more color to it, it has higher polyphenols and antioxidants. So um, the brighter the color, the better it's going to be. And that's why when we make essential source, we add a ton of different fruits and vegetables. We juice it take the water out at a very low temperature, and what's left is a powder. And we do it at a low temperature so that we don't affect the enzymes. And if you've heard my shows in the past, enzymes are the secret, the 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 nutrient that everybody should be taking, because as we get older, our enzyme levels drop, and that's how the body ages. So I would strongly advise that you do eat raw food. I take Dr. Joe's digestive enzymes whenever I eat a cooked meal, and the essential source is loaded with uh, enzymes as well, and resveratrol. So all the benefits, none of the downside of drinking wine, and a gazillion more benefits than drinking red wine. So don't think that's healthy for you. It's not. It's still alcohol. Uh, A lot of people come to me and say, Dr. Joe, I'm going to go on these low-carb diets. I am not a fan of low-carb diets. Your body needs carbs to run. If the body doesn't have carbohydrates, specifically glucose or sugar, to run, it can use ketones as a secondary fuel. And I've read the books and I've read the research. It's cleaner, burning. It doesn't have as much waste product. However, it's not easy to do. So I've had people, I don't know anybody who's ever done keto long-term. And many times if you do and you start it out, you get what's called the keto flu. You start to feel really sick. And will you burn fat? Absolutely. However, there are now studies coming out it might have an adverse effect on your heart. And if there's a way to get the same result with less side effects, that's what I want you to do. And if you want to lose weight, go to our website, drjoe.com, and listen to the show we did on weight loss. Just type in weight loss. It'll come up. You could listen to it. And we have a 21-day jumpstart program for weight loss. It's on our website, drjoe.com. And just click on the tab that says services and scroll down and you'll see it'll, it'll, it'll just hover over. It. It'll give you a drop-down menu. And you'll see the weight loss protocol. And we get you on a lot of good vitamins and minerals and nutrients and enzymes for 21 days, and that oftentimes resets the hypothalamus, the part of your brain that controls hunger, and you're not as hungry. So it's really a cool little trick there, as opposed to doing something I would consider pretty extreme: cutting out carbs. Now, I don't think you should eat a lot of processed carbs. I agree with that 100 percent, but you know, fruits and vegetables, I think those are perfectly fine. And you could lose weight without the negatives by eating the right food. So you don't have to go to something that consider extreme. And once again, it's hard to do. It's hard to live a life like that. It's not easy. And many times in these, these high-protein diets or these low-carb diets, they'll recommend meats and bacons, and I never recommend that because the damage that it can cause is, is far greater than the benefit you might get. So that's why I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, a lot of things people do that are not good, and they think they are, is looking for terms like healthy or all-natural. There's no official term for healthy or all natural. So both are really open to interpretation. To truly understand how good or bad something is for you, you need to be able to read the labels. And that's where the problem comes in. Because many times I'll read the label and I won't know what the heck is in that stuff. I'm looking at it go, what the heck is that? I don't even know what that is, I have to look it up. And sometimes they'll use euphemisms. Like natural flavor could mean monosodium glutamate. So you see, says natural flavor. You think, well, I like flavor and I like natural. So natural flavor must be good. It's not because it could be monosome. Now it could be lemon juice. There's no really strong definitive term of the word natural flavor or healthy or uh, all natural. So the easiest rule that I have when it comes to eating is if you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. It's a real simple rule. Now, there are some things you may not be able to pronounce, like so, cyclocobalamin, which would be a cyanocobalamin, uh, is B12. That's good. But generally speaking, if you can't pronounce an ingredient, don't eat it. And the less ingredients it has, the better. The best food doesn't even have a label. Like apples and peaches and pears and bananas and pineapples and mangoes and and, and broccoli and, and strawberries, they don't have labels on them because they're whole foods. And that's what you wanna consider, eating a food as close to its natural state as possible. Every time you break it down and process it, it's a step away from being better for you. So best thing to eat, raw fruits and vegetables, uh, uh, fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. Try to eat something raw at every meal. Supplement-wise, minimum, Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. I take digestive enzymes every time I eat a cooked meal. Um, Like I said, I had pizza the other day, it was vegan and gluten-free. Uh, so you want to do that. Uh, vitamin D, so important, folks. It's the cheapest insurance policy you'll ever buy. Uh, all these supplements, by the way, are on our website, drjoe.com. And there's a very good explanation of each one there. And if you have questions, you could always send us an email. Uh, it'll go through the website, actually. And either me, Garrett, or Joe will get back to you right away. I, I, I answer emails sometimes. I'll wake up in the middle of the night, and I'll take an email, and I'll answer it. Uh, but one of us is usually there. If we don't get right back to you, just make sure you put your email address in there, and as soon as we get to it, we'll get right back to you. It's very seldom more than a few hours that we, we ever leave a question out there. So that's what you want to do is read the labels and make sure you're eating the right foods because just because you see something healthier, all natural, low carb, uh, that doesn't mean that it's really good for you. Another thing, and this has been a, a, a new thing that's come about in the past year, is people using too much hand sanitizer. Because if you, the alcohol base prevents spread of germs, of course, but it's best to use it only when necessary. Studies show that widespread use has led to certain germs actually getting stronger because what does the germ do? The virus, it mutates. So if you're under attack all the time, there's this universal power out there that sends a message to all the viruses and say, hey, listen, everybody's using alcohol to kill us. We have to build up an immunity to alcohol. It's really weird. That's how that all works in the world. Washing your hands with soap and water is more effective than hand sanitizers in most cases. So wash your hands. Uh, Things are changing now. We're starting to shake hands again. It's kind of an odd feeling shaking hands with people. I'm still not like, what's the rules? What's the protocol here? Uh, So just wash your hands more often. Don't put your hands in your mouth. Don't eat before you wash wash your hands before you eat. So it's not hard to figure all this stuff out and just keep following good, clean protocols. But the hand sanitizer I'm not a fan of. And sometimes they have chemicals in there called endocrine disruptors. And like uh, triclosane, I don't think it's used much anymore, but triclosane is an endocrine disruptor and it acts, especially on children, it's very dangerous. So on our website, I think the recipe is still there. We have a recipe to make your own hand sanitizer. And it's real simple. Uh, witch hazel, alcohol, uh, tea tree oil, it's pretty much it. And that's a much safer way than having triclosane and other chemicals and fragrances that can be really dangerous. So be careful with that hand sanitizer, folks. It may do more harm than good. Uh, another problem I have is people drinking bottled water because the bottles, if they're heated or damaged or bruised, they release chemicals from the plastic into the water. And these chemicals are endocrine disruptors. So I don't like drinking bottled water. Never did. Now, if I have to in an emergency, I will. But I prefer you use something uh, like a stainless steel. So stainless steel is really a good way to carry your, your water. Glass is very good, too. Uh, I know if you're going hiking or something like that, that might be a little heavier, but I don't like using plastic. I want to use as little plastic as possible in my life uh, because plastics can really release chemicals into the body that are extremely dangerous. So, bottled water, because it can heat up and cool down, and the thinner the bottle, you know, crackly sound in the bottles, not a good idea. If you're going to drink bottled water, which you shouldn't, make sure it's a really hard plastic bottle. But better yet, just get yourself some, you know, stainless steel uh, re- recyclable cups. Um, and just use that. That's much safer for you. And you're not going to have all those toxic chemicals in it. And again, I, uh, I filter all the water in my house anyway. So I make sure if I go out, I just have my water bottle. I fill it up with ta- my filtered water from uh, purelifewaterga.com. It's their website. Give them a shout out. And uh, this way I know what I'm getting. And, and whenever I go out, I always bring a bottle of water with me because inevitably uh, somewhere along the line, I'm gonna start getting thirsty. And then you have it with you, so you're gonna drink it so you get the water in your body. So we're talking today about healthy habits you think were good, but they're not. Uh, taking pain medication is a habit that you think, well, if I just take you know, an aspirin a day is good for me, it helps thin my blood. But there's a lot of downsides to that. It can cause, It can affect the bacteria in your colon, it can affect your liver. So when it comes to pain, the most common cause of pain is a pinched nerve. And chiropractic is the most effective, least expensive treatment for pain. So taking medications, even maybe CBD, and I like CBD. I have no problem taking CBD extracts. Uh, But again, you're not getting to the cause of the problem. You're covering up the symptoms. So if you have pain, come see us. We have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. In most cases, patients say after just a few visits, why didn't I do this sooner? Why did I wait for so long? And I don't want you to be one of those people because I hear it every day. And I have for 37 years. Why did I wait so long? I don't know why you waited so long. Just come see us. We accept insurance. We accept car accidents, Medicare, um, sports injuries, workers' comp injuries. So go to the website, drjoe.com. You can book an appointment right online. There's little maps of all four of our offices. Click on it, book an appointment. My staff will call you probably the next day and confirm the appointment with you, give you instructions, make sure you fill out the right paperwork. My staff is really good at making you feel special. My doctors are amazing. All the doctors in our offices are handpicked by me, trained by me, and they're my personal doctors. So I can't imagine going anywhere else if I need care. And that's my personal opinion. Uh, Every one of my doctors, uh, I I mean, they're just crazy. They're crazy good. And we have people travel through different states to come see my doctors because they said, "Well, I've been other chiropractors, I've been orthopedist, neurologist, physical therapist. I've never been treated like I am with you." Now, there's a lot of good doctors out there. Yes, I'm a little biased, but I will tell you they're amazing. So, if you want to make an appointment, drjoe.com. Just book it right online. If you have any questions, the phone numbers there. Just call us. We want to be your doctors. We want to get you well and keep you well. So, stop suffering needlessly. Uh, other things that people do that are healthy, they think they're healthy or not, is. Using vegetable oils, and I want to go over this with you. I've been meaning to cover this for a long time, but research has found a connection between the intake of iron and seed oils that are high in omega-6 fatty acids called polyunsaturated fats, and then diabetic neuropathy in people with type 2 diabetes. So vegetable oils, corn oil, soybean oil, vegetable mixes, not a good oil. I don't want you to ever use them. And the reason is they're high in something called omega-6 fatty acids. And omega-6 fatty acids cause inflammation. Now, with me as your coach and hopefully your doctor, we want to bring down the inflammation in the body. So every time you eat peanut oil or soy oil or corn oil, cottonseed oil, I don't know where cottonseed oil, I wouldn't eat a cottonseed oil, I would eat the oil. It's going to cause an inflammatory reaction in the body. So I want you to stay away from that. And if you have high dietary intake of iron, that can cause problems. And it can lead to something called peripheral neuropathy, peripheral diabetic neuropathy which is shooting pain down your arms or legs. Sometimes it feels like uh, ants are crawling or or spikes are in your feet. So the study evaluated uh, polyunsaturated fat intake of omega-6 and omega-3s together. And omega-3 is good for you, omega-6 bad for you. Now in a perfect world, you should have one omega-3 to one omega-6 in your diet. Most people in America have 15 or 20 omega-6 molecules to one omega-3 molecule. So I take Dr. Joe's omega-3 supplements every day good for your brain, it's good for inflammation, and it's called an essential fatty acid. It's essential because your body can't produce it itself. So you have to get it from an outside source. It's essential that you get it from an outside source. And so that's why I take it as part of my supplement regimen. And I don't even talk about that one that much, but it's really important, especially for brain function. If you're starting to lose your memory, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, inflammatory reaction, headaches, I couldn't imagine not taking an omega-3 fatty acids. And I take the algae oil. That's the one we have, Dr. Joe's algae oil, because fish oil can be high in mercury. Krill oil uh, is better, but algae oil is the purest form there is. So I would certainly say that to add that in there. And if, if you're doing those omega-6 fatty acids, peanut, cottonseed, corn, soy, please, I'm begging you, stop. Throw it away. Don't use it till it's done. Throw it away. So folks, I'm almost out of time. If you want to make an appointment, the initial visit is normally $375. We've reduced that to $250. That's an exam, x-rays, consultation, first adjustment, going over the x-rays on your next visit and a complete nutrition evaluation. Nutrition alone is $150. I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. Tell your friends about the show. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from seven to nine Eastern time on wsbradio.com and on a WSB radio app. It's a new day
0: now. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness.